0: What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay per view point edition of the SmackDown moment Smack Talk podcast. We're in predictions mode right now for two different pay per views. We got some post shows coming up on Saturday, so we're going to do a back to back recording here. Starting off with the ROH Final Battle 2022 pay per view coming up in the afternoon on Saturday. <laughs> And we'll be breaking that down in every method that we normally do here. But before we do that, let me introduce you who we are, in case you are brand new. I'm Tony Mango, joined by Callum Wiggins. Hey there. And Robert DeFelice. Hello. So, uh, Final Battle has currently five matches announced for it. And we're going to get a lot more to the pre-show and probably even the main card later on this week. But we'll break them down in the hot tags for any kind of changes that will happen on... I mean, I'm, I'm expecting them to announce some stuff on Dynamite tonight. And they might uh, announce some FTR stuff on Rampage. Is get
1: a fucking match. You know that XTR is going to wrestle.
0: Most likely, yeah. And, you know, they've got a couple other things that they tend to throw out there. They never do a five match card, it's not like yeah. NXT. So, um, as we break this down and we talk about the matches that we think are going to be added and everything that goes along with that, we want to know what you have to say. So, drop your thoughts in the comments section below on YouTube. And while you are over there, Make sure that you hit that like button, pass this along to anybody you think might be interested in checking it out by clicking on that share button. And also consider clicking on some of the other buttons that are there, like the thanks button or the join button. Those will give you a means to directly sponsor a Out Moment and help us out, help us keep the lights on and all. The join button gives you access to the same thing as the Patreon. You can find that on patreon.com slash moment, But I definitely recommend between the two options, Clicking on join on YouTube now. If you are listening to this on the audio only thing, like you're more. Can I of, just
1: be the detractor there? Because I think if you give on Patreon, more money goes to Tony. Give it, on YouTube more money. You
0: Got to go through Google and. It might and, be, but I also do have like, uh, for instance, our most recent dark cast that you guys will be having coming up is uh, includes a video, and there's no way to see that on Patreon because Patreon doesn't let you see the video stuff so you
1: just do what ad free shows does and just say watch the video version and provide an unlisted youtube link and then you're good because then you have
0: to upload it twice and then the unlisted thing people can share and you don't have to um have the subscription thing like that all right
1: i offered i offered yeah
0: it's it's one of those dumb things that if patreon had their stuff set up correctly then it wouldn't be a problem but they don't (laughs) <laughs> they might even have like a vimeo link or something and i don't have a vimeo account because then i'd have to pay a couple, like uh, I don't know a couple hundred dollars i think it is for per year but um and i can't afford that hence the whole reason why we have these things <laughs> so uh i recommend either of those though of course if you are more interested in just like the audio stuff than the patreon works just the, the same for 99 out of 100 different podcasts Uh, Redbubble and TeePublic are also where you can pick up merchandise if you are interested in that. I know um, two people just uh, pick up some mugs of things. Out of all things, of course, it's the one-way ticket to Poundtown design on a Mango Tees. I don't know why that one gets (laughs) so many clicks and everything, but hey. I wonder why. (laughs) And yet nobody takes the Facebook one. (laughs) The Facebook uh, logo parody. So... You know, uh, all this stuff is greatly appreciated, including the Super Chats when we do our post shows, which I am currently thinking we might do two of them this weekend instead of just doing the one. We'll figure that out as time goes on. But also another great way for you to help us out, this uh, doesn't include any kind of money whatsoever, is to fill out the fan feedback survey that we have out right now on the website. If you see the link that's on YouTube right now, or if you go to the sidebar of smartcountmoment.com, you'll find that link there. It's a quick survey, and it's just a means for you to tell me what you liked and what you didn't like, what we can improve on next year, so on and so forth. So take, you know, three minutes maybe and fill that out, and I will run down all those responses at the end of the year when we recap what happened in Smartcat Moment in 2022 and um, see what we can make things better for for uh, 2023 so our reach final battle as i said we have five matches right now and we are missing probably at least a handful of other ones maybe at least three more will be added in there ftr i highly 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 doubt that they are not going to defend their titles um i know that we've talked about this a little bit before might have been off podcast i don't remember for sure but maybe against the gun club seems like the most likely option right
2: that seems to be what they're building towards, or what they have seen. There has been at least some backstage segments pointing towards that,
1: or or we just get another Briscoe's match because why the fuck not? <laughs> it seems
2: to be, uh, yeah. it's not out of the question, yeah. The other alternative might be Jay Leaf when Jeff Jarrett, or Jay Leaf Sat Satnam Singh.
0: Man, I hope not. I want <laughs>
1: Jeff Jarrett to be a Ring of Honor tag team champion to close out the year, just because that's funny to me.
0: <laughs> I um I don't know if there's anything because I mean ROH doesn't I, follow the same as AEW, and even AEW just has some random matches on cards sometimes.
2: But I know, I know one match they will at least have. They've been building on a dark and dark elevation, which I have been watching at least, like in free. But they're going to do a six-man tag team championship match. It'll be Daughton Castle and the boys against the embassy. Okay, so
0: that's where I was going to get was, I don't know if they've been doing anything with the six-man tag titles, but... Okay, um, if they're doing that on Dark and Dark Elevation, then no wonder I don't know because <laughs> I don't watch those shows. Yeah,
2: they've at least teased it. Like they had a, uh, they have the Embassy a Six Man Tag, a bunch of jobbers, and then the Dalton Castle and the boys came out, and so it seemed like that a challenge was made. It hasn't been made official yet, but we'll. Uh, I I would I would highly doubt that that match uh, isn't on the card.
1: If it is, I'm just gonna go out and live here and say, give Brian Cage a real belt, please. Yeah, you you've had this man so long and he was originally going to be a main eventer for you and then everything changed give it it to the embassy you know I don't know what happened to Tully Blanchard Enterprises but the embassy's got roots in Ring of Honor and why not
0: if that match happens I'm going to go ahead and say that the embassy does win but I think that uh, FTR retains the ROH title
1: (laughs) here's what I know as of his most recent interview Castle's not signed So, Brian Cage and the Embassy
0: are. He's listed on the website, though.
1: Well, yeah, because he hasn't stopped wrestling with them.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's potentially a sign that maybe he is vaguely signed, you know? Like, he hadn't really, like, uh, crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's, but he's effectively signed. But I'm still going to say that Embassy would win that, and that um, Gun Club would not win the regular tag titles. And I don't think that there's really any other things that would, like, quote-unquote, need to be on this card. Like, no other belts aren't represented or whatever. But they could yeah. just as easily be, like... And it's Cheeseburger against Cole Cabana as well. Or God knows what else.
2: Yeah, there's there's nothing absolutely set in stone we would have to put on there. Like, I can imagine they could do some... Uh, like, a secondary women's match with Willow Nightingale and somebody. and somebody.
0: You
2: could do... um yeah, you could have Cockabanna involved in a match. You could do something with... I don't, I don't know. Cheeseburger doesn't seem to appear as often. So I don't know whether he's like... He definitely isn't signs, but I don't know if that's like, how available he is to those bookings. Um. But yeah, you could literally take anybody from the AEW lower card and just put them on here and just have a good match just to fill things up. But, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. going to suggest the six man tag titles
1: the maybe do like a willow nightingale against a queen aminata i don't know again i don't know who they have maybe just willow nightingale against diamante and then i would say colt cabana against brian johnson because i think brian johnson will stay with ring of honor i
0: hope so brian deserves to be landing in one of these major companies Well, the matches that we do know, let's start breaking them down and let's start off with the the match that I have really nothing too much to say about because I don't know two of the people involved, which is Shane Taylor and JD Griffey against Swervenor Glory, who from the very start are like, we don't get along and we shouldn't be a tag team and we're going to split up, but we'll win the tag team titles and then we'll stick around forever. <laughs> I don't understand what they're doing with this and why they're waiting So even though they did this whole, you lose the titles because they are separated and all thing. They're wrestling again as a tag team here. And I'm assuming that that means that they're going to win this match and that they're stalling even more for the out of split for some reason. I don't know why, but I don't know. Shane Taylor and JD, I looked them up real quick and it doesn't seem like they are like super big deals from what I had seen. So it gives me the impression that there are two people for Keith Lee and Swerve to beat to continue the story of like, hey, if we're on the same page, we do some good stuff. So maybe we should hash it out kind of deal. I don't know. Am I uh, misinterpreting I, that or do you guys know much more about Chanda well, JD? I, I-
2: I disagree. I can't say that I'm not super, super familiar with Shane Taylor and JD Griffey, but I know enough about Shane Taylor to know that he he's not a, a big, big deal, but he is. He does have a lot of Ring of pedigree about him. He's former television champion, former six-man tag team champion, former tag team champion. Um, I don't know whether he was tag team champion with Keith Lee, but he definitely was a tag team with Keith Lee in and Ring of Honor. And they split up. I think I think it was um I I don't know which one it was one turning on the other I can't which way around it was I don't think I was watching as prominently at that point in time but they used to be a tag team and they're no longer a tag team and kind of the whole premise of this match is that Shane Taylor is with JD Griffey as part of what's uh, what was termed as Shane Taylor Productions and he's challenged Keith Lee and Keith Lee needs to find a partner to take them on and so who's he gone back to he's gone back to Swerve because even though he I guess he doesn't want to... I guess the prospects of potentially teaming with a guy that at least he knows that he has chemistry with when they're both on the same page can is, is better than entering a match for a two-on-one handicap match. So it's almost like... I don't know whether I can fully trust this guy, but I know that my odds with him are slightly better than going into a two-on-one handicap match. So... That That's the way I think it's going to go. I think that this will be the final nail in the coffin for Swerve and Glory, whether this revolves around Swerve Strickland just turning on Keith Lee in the same way that Keith Lee turned on him. I'd say turned on him but walked away in their match, and he'll just do the same thing, and Keith Lee will get beaten down. And so I think Taylor and Griffey will win, primarily because I think if Ring of Honor is getting a television show moving forward, then Shane Taylor will be someone they'll want to sign.
1: Yeah, Shane Taylor is going to get signed. Tony said that it was Keith Lee's idea to bring in Shane Taylor. So, Hmm. again, huge part of Ring of Honor. Huge uh, following for him in particular. I don't know who Griffey is, but I have seen Shane Taylor work, and I do think he's good. I hope this is the end of Swerving Our Glory, because this story has just had so many twists and turns and at one point pliers and finger breakage. And I, it's been a bit much for me. I want to see Keith Lee go for a major singles championship. So Shane Taylor promotions wins. Swerve our, our glory is no more. Maybe swerve turns, but Shane Taylor and Keith Lee have a mutual respect and that can lead to some fun stuff on TV in the future.
0: So I, uh, Running this down again. Um am I the only one that's going swerving Our Glory? Yes. Okay. Um I'll be contrarian, why, why not?
1: <laughs> why? why? why why do you like the these outcomes that we don't like, Tony?
0: I don't know. I'm flipping a coin for the most part when it comes to this match. <laughs> I mean
2: I mean to be fair, we don't I don't want to spend like too long on this card because they haven't built it up well enough to deserve it, but right. I think that it's, uh, it's pretty it's pretty fucking dumb that they're brought back swerving Our Glory when they seem to split mm-hmm. them up. I guess they yeah, some some strange booking. Yeah. Speaking of which...
0: <laughs> well, which one were you thinking for that one?
2: TV Championship.
0: of TV title? So that one is the ROH World Television Champion Samoa Joe, who has been feuding with, by proxy, powerhouse Hobbs, but mostly Wardlow through the TNT Championship. And you would think that... The fact that they did this match, this triple threat at uh, um, Full Gear and then Joe won the TNT title and he's holding both titles and Wardlow has said that he's coming for all the titles including that he's going to get some vengeance back on Joe. You would think it would be Wardlow against Samojo, but instead it's just Robinson. But I think that the reasoning behind this is going to be and I'm going to be really shocked if this isn't what happens. This is the one that I'm almost like more feeling guaranteed than anything else. I think Wardlow is going to interfere in the match. Cost Samoa Joe, the title juice Robinson gets signed and immediately a championship that doesn't really, you know, screw up any of the plans that are currently going on with AEW. It's not like they're like taking the title off of MJF or anything along those lines, or, you know, diverting the All-Atlantic Championship with Orange Cassidy. You give Juice Robinson the World Television Championship, he immediately seems like he is being treated like a big deal, and samojo has got the TNT title, so they can continue that Wardlow feud and just kind of move on. I think Robinson's winning this belt by proxy of Wardlow interfering.
2: That's that's definitely a possibility. I think that that it centres the the title feud between Samoa, Joe and Wardlow on the T Championship, which I guess is the reason why they're not feuding or they're not having the match here because Tony probably wants to save that for Winter Is Coming or like further on down the line to make it to try and build an episode of Dynamite around that or make that uh, the attractions of an episode of Dynamite. So, yeah, I understand why they're not doing that. Juice Robinson is the bit that confuses me a little bit, because, again, I don't know. Juice is weird in his... Uh, not not the guy. The guy's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know the guy. I don't know how weird he is. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about I Juice itself.
0: That, <laughs> like orange juice, apple juice.
2: <laughs> it's weird. Pulp, Pulp's weird. Uh, Pulp, I'm not a big uh, fan Netflix of it's fiction. Well... <laughs> Juice Robinson's uh, finisher is Pulp Friction, so... You
0: can oh, at least nice. I like him better now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but... <laughs> it's more about the way that he... He he likes to work people in terms of his contracted status. Because he tried to get... um I know Sean Ross and a few other people last year to suggest that he had ended his contract with New Japan when he then re-signed with New Japan and joined Bullet Club. But... He seems to that seems to have run its course pretty quickly, or he doesn't seem to be as actively involved in Bullet Club stuff anymore. He's certainly not the most prominent member, like he's far far down the pecking order. So maybe he is seeking the opportunity to branch out into AEW instead, and chance to revitalise his career, or or not necessarily AEW, but at least ring of honour and becoming the television champion could be. A way of cementing him as okay—he's part of this promotion, maybe not on a full-time basis, but enough of a consistent basis that we can make him a champion and be trustworthy. I mean, he's married to Tony Storm, and Tony Storm is like as locked in, locked in in the women's division as you could hope for. Like she's one of their top stars. Former linear
1: champion now. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. So I think that there is a possibility that josh Robinson does win due to Wardlow interfering. Part of me just thinks that they're just going to try and keep Samoa Joe strong and have him retained. So I think that they've just brought shoes Robinson in because he has name value for the time being and that Joe is going to win. But it is a weird match to put on just because Joe's recently, well, I guess turned heel. It depends on, they don't really do heels and faces in some scenarios how as cut and dry as others. But uh, Robinson, at least from his previous time in New Japan, is a definitive heel. So if this is heel versus heel, I don't know how it's going to really work.
1: I wish this was any other match. Like, (laughs) uh, I do. No, I do. I want Samoa Joe, while you still have him, because let's all remember everything, folks. He was forced into not wrestling for quite a while. So while you still have Joe... We should be putting him in bangers. We should be putting him up against, you know, like he's fighting Darby tonight. I think that's awesome. I want to see him fight everybody he possibly can. And I think it's a damn shame we'll probably never see him against uh, Monk again. But, like, we should be putting this dude in banger matches and he's just going to fight Juice. I assume that Juice will win because he is a new signee. But I can also see him just not. And then what happens if there's no Wardlow and there's no Juice winning? It's just, oh, Joe wins. Kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, what? What? Like, am I wrong?
0: No, I don't think you're wrong when it comes to that. And, like, this is one of the issues that I have with, like, the AEW and ROH kind of booking, where I think that they kind of... Stressed a little bit too much. Of wouldn't it be interesting if person versus person, without necessarily building up too much in in the grand scheme? But
1: I think this is Joe needs an opponent. Juice is here. Go juice, and I think if Juice wins, then we know. Okay, he's got plans for Juice as part of Ring of Honor TV, away from AEW, where similar Joe should be.
2: See, I I, I usually don't mind that approach to booking. Like as long as you have. A solid handful of top match- matches that you built up that are the real kind of attention grabbers. Then you can kind of just say, okay, this person against this person because it will be good match. I want to see good match, so I'm totally fine at having a mix of those on any pay per view card. But uh, they haven't done enough job to really make the top matches on this card uh, muscly enough. So, uh, so adding a match like this doesn't uh, doesn't have the same effect.
0: So I'm going Joe loses because of Wardlow. Uh, what are you going with, Cal?
2: I'll go
1: with Joe retaining I'll go with Joe loses because of, of Wardlow. it makes sense?
0: Now this one I'm about 50-50 on. Athena is challenging the ROH Women's World Champion Mercedes Martinez. And as far as I'm aware, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, this is just another one of those Athena gets the title match because type deals, right?
2: Not, uh, what? well, it's
0: have they done anything uh, to like it's, set it's, up a story for this? Yeah, I watched
2: um, oh, no. for this? Yeah, watch Dark. Um, I have up a story for this. <laughs> they set up a story for Athena. Yeah, they've set up a story for Athena. Athena's story is that she's turned heel. Yeah, she's been a lot more aggressive in the ring. It all stems from that uh, Jody threat match,
0: mm hmm, where she was yeah. just like, uh, Same working thing, on well, a little stuff.
2: Yeah, they, yeah, and so both sides got a bit of a talk to there, and they decided to lean into that, make her more aggressive in all of her matches, obviously now more in a more uh, scripted sense. And so, uh, and yeah, she turned heel off the back of that. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, and Rob, you might know better than me on this sense, but I've primarily only been watching Rampage and Dynamite. I believe we've seen Mercedes Martinez once on TV in the last three months or so.
1: Yes, she was injured.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I know she's, she... yeah.
1: So she was cleared, I think, the very week of full year. And they put her right back in the ring because she wanted to be ready for this show. The story that Tony is pushing here is. Rig of Honor is an honorable company. Athena's not being very honorable. She's beating (laughs) up referees. She's beating up her opponents. I'm going to be blunt here. Athena needs to win. I have had bad luck with saying women need to win their title matches, but Athena needs to win here. <laughs> I think you've had bad luck
0: you- uh, promoting Ember Moon in the past too, <laughs> and Athena.
1: Well, l- listen, you know, <laughs> I said this when she went up against Jade, and they kind of made it true. She's done nothing. Mm-hmm. She's done nothing. She needs to win this title and be a fixture on Ring of Honor television. And realistically, maybe that's the best place for her because she thrived a little bit on NXT, which is a smaller environment. Give her the belt. Mercedes doesn't need the belt. Athena's a name. You can, if you're building a TV promotion, imagine saying in your press release, let's say, coming soon to whatever HBO Max is gonna be called in the next two years. Max, uh, apparently. <laughs> you've got former WWE. Athena, you've got former WWE World Champion Chris Jericho. You know, like uh, Athena is somebody you can build a promotion around, and more importantly than that, she's so fucking good, and nobody sees it anymore because they basically zigglered her. She's been zigglered through her whole career, and now people don't (laughs) think she's good. (laughs) He's
0: become a verb,
1: (laughs) and I think it's a damn shame. And she needs to win here.
0: I think she's winning too, and. I don't have a whole lot of faith in that as much as I do with the Samoa Joe one, which maybe I shouldn't necessarily on that one either, but I kind of look at it as like, all right, Martinez has had this title long enough that if they switch the title, it's not like they just put it on her and then it would be weird. And Athena's younger. Maybe Martinez isn't somebody that they want to necessarily have as champion going into some kind of a TV deal. Maybe she is. I don't know. Maybe that's the plan, but she kind of strikes me more as uh, somebody who is there to kind of like be a veteran more so than to be the person in the division. And if you're not going to give the belt to Athena, you might as well just release her.
1: Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to go that far.
0: Yeah. Just can put her back in NXT or something, you know? Oh, well.
1: I think Tony might be a little overdoing that, um
0: <laughs> where are you feeling on this, Callum? you think it's a, a potentially a title win for Athena, or do you think that this is just somebody for Mercedes to beat?
2: Oh, well, they definitely should uh give Athena the title primarily just due to the fact that she's the one that has the story and the gimmick attached to her right, right now, so she should she's the focus of this story mercedes is the is in this story because she is the champion, and that's the only reason that she's in this story. So you need, give, you need to give a toll to the one that is the more primary focus, which is Athena. She could be a a good heel champion for a while, especially if they do, well, as and when they do set up a TV or streaming deal or whatever it ends up being for Ring of Honor. And I would like her to eventually be feuding with Ru- Ruby Soho over it. Because that would be a good How of- for Ruby to be in.
1: Is a fucking genius. <laughs> this guy knows because, what he's talking about. That's what we need to see.
0: That's what it should yeah, be because, to follow up with what you were saying. Like Athena didn't do anything. Ruby hasn't done Ruby. anything.
1: <laughs> yes. So Callum yeah. is right. Do that,
2: and then I think we'll be good. Yeah, because they've already kind of with those two, it's kind of hard. It's going to be hard to rehab them in the in AEW's eyes. Whereas Ring of Honor, it's a bit of a a bit more refreshed start for them. And they get to be the, especially with those two ability in the ring, they can be like the top of the ring of honor women's division and leave AEW to like Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, Jade Cargill, those types, those types. Or you could have Willow Nightingale be Athena. That'd be good as well.
1: I'm also good with that.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Those titles, I think, are much more up for grabs than the ROH Pure Championship, which, look, this is something I've said before a million different times, I'm going to say it again and all that. You get two people in the ring that do a good job, it's going to be a good match, but at the same time, I am not interested in seeing Daniel Garcia against Wheeler Yuta again. We've seen it a couple times already, and it feels like they didn't have anything else to do, so they said run it back. I feel like that's very underwhelming. And if it just goes to Wheeler again, then I'm going to feel like the Daniel Garcia stuff was a failed experiment. And if it goes to Wheeler not winning the belt, then I'm going to go, why am I watching this again? I could just watch the other ones. So I, I get, and I echo the same opinions of like, yeah, the match will be good, but that doesn't mean I necessarily want to spend the time to rewatch it again. I don't rewatch all of my favorite movies of all time all the time and uh you know sometimes i'm in the mood for something like that sometimes i'm not on this day where there's going to be a lot of wrestling stuff i most likely i'm going to end up being like you know i'd rather cut out that half hour and spend that time doing something else <laughs> i'm going to go Daniel garcia retains and that this is just because they think hey the third match will be the settling the rubber match thing and wasting time basically uh, it sounds so like oh you hate everything, but it's like yeah I don't hate it. It's gonna be a fine match, if not a great match. I just don't really have hype for it. Callum, tell me why you love it.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean I'm in a similar boat to you in the sense that it just feels like the whole Daniel Garcia, won't he join the Blackpool Combat Club, which I guess must we'll be renamed now. But we'll, we'll cross that when do it. But um, I think that it's it's clouded up a lot of stuff and there hasn't been a huge amount of focus on Daniel Garcia post that because the focus has had to be on Jericho because Jericho is the head of that faction. He's the ring of Honor world champion, and so your title has fallen by the wayside. I don't even know if Garcia's, he hasn't defended it very often since he's won it. And if he has, it's mainly been on Dark or Elevation. So I think this one does, even though you know, as you've rightly said, it's going to be a great match because of the two people involved and they have a lot of animosity between each other on screen and they have a lot of chemistry in the ring, I think that it will will take some doing to win the crowd over due to the lacklustre build between these two aspects of the Blackpool Combat Club versus Jericho Appreciation Society. So... I'm still looking forward to it because the match will be very good. But I I can't say that it's been the best bill or it's the thing that I'm most excited for on this card. And I think that there's a good possibility that uh, I uh, guns my head, Daniel Garcia wins and retains the title, but I think there's still a chance they'll give it to Will Utah because realistically realistically Blackpool Combat Club is probably gonna disband in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. or months so willie U could find himself on the back burner if he isn't given some some element of prominence and what i what i probably expect is that he will lose this match and he will eventually find himself turning heel and on a, a feud with uh, daniel bryan bryan danielson fuck <laughs> <laughs> but uh daniel bryan danielson yeah that's daniel his bryan full danielson. name and uh, but we'll see i think that uh, garcia retains so so
1: there's nothing. There's first of all, we're not like this isn't for points or anything, and we're not doing anything in the sense to like um everything's riding on my pick here. So I'm just gonna have some fun with this one. I think Yuda wins by kicking Daniel Garcia in the balls and not necessarily <laughs> turning heel on Garcia, but realizing that you know I'm tired of this and Danielson overlooked me. He was more concerned with you. And Regal's leaving, and fuck this. I want my belt back, and I don't care what I have to do to get it. Otherwise, like, this story has long since been a bit played out. You know, like, remember when everybody was so interested in what Daniel Garcia was going to do and him potentially turning on Jericho? That didn't happen. Yeah. He's that's, kind of just back to being a lackey. So, do something here. And even if they don't, and they have a banger match. Fine. Maybe that's what they're going to do. Be on Ring of Honor and have these banger matches.
0: I need to make sure I write this down. Uh, the Garcia stuff um, for my end of the year recap stuff is being one of those most underwhelming potential feuds of the year without being like, oh, this could be a thing. Haha, <laughs> it isn't. Never mind. Let's go back to the status quo. So I feel like nothing's changed since the previous garcia Uta match, except that they've wasted time and can't help but to feel that Garcia is just going to retain. And then, to be honest, I uh, kind of carry that into what the main event is going to be here, the RH World Championship. Chris Jericho is defending against Claudio Castanoli, with the idea in mind that if Claudio loses, he has to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. And that is not my favorite type of stipulation because to me you you're sort of in a lose-lose situation if claudio wins we're back to the why did you put the belt on jericho then and you just kind of stalled and you're back to where you were before you probably should have just kept it on claudio in the meantime like i've enjoyed the jericho stuff so i want him to retain but at the same time i don't really want to follow the story of claudio being a an unwilling part of the jas And with the Blackpool Combat Club basically disbanding at this point because, look, William Regal's gone, John Moxley is at an odds with uh, Brian Danielson, who's at odds with William Ryuda, and they don't seem to be really getting along all that well, anybody, for the most part. You might as well just get rid of the BCC. Claudio necessarily being a part of JAS isn't something where I think I'd take his next direction. Probably would have him just be a guy. And... I don't I don't know I think if Claudio wins I'm going to be disappointed if Jericho wins then I'm not going to be interested in the feud that follows I'm much much more would have rather had like instead of this Wardlow Joe thing maybe it should have been Jericho against Joe or maybe when we were talking maybe we're talking about what we were talking about a few months ago which was what if Daniel Garcia goes ahead and does that whole thing with Jericho and this could have been like pure champion against world champion or merge the titles, or he loses the pure title to Sammy Guevara because Jer- Jericho screws him over, and then you get Garcia trying to win the world title from Jericho. Like, there's so many different ways to round this that I think would have been so much more interesting instead of just let's do the thing we did the last time again. I'm gonna say Jericho w- wins.
1: The build up to Jericho's first Ring of Honor pay per view being he's just gonna face the guy he already beat is oddly underwhelming for this company when you could have quite frankly just dragged out danielson and done jericho danielson the title at final battle given the legacy of the ring of honor championship that danielson has you know jericho has to win has to otherwise you know if jericho wins claudio has something to do Even if it's not the best story, Jericho continues as Ring of Honor will be building their television brand, and he has to win. Like It's kind of taken me out of this one, besides the lackluster build. I don't think there's a question. I think Jericho's winning because otherwise, you know, what are you really going to do moving forward? Does Ring of Honor just become the place where okay, yeah, he's just a guy. But I think Claudio should be on AEW TV. I don't even want him in Ring of Honor. I think he's kind of above that. You know, I think he should be on a major program, potentially becoming a main eventer. So I think Jericho wins. Eventually, he'll lose the belt to, I was going to say Garcia, but Garcia's kind of lost his theme so bad. Who knows? Maybe they have an ace up their sleeve. Maybe they have like a...
0: Well, they got rid of the, the ace.
1: Well, they needed to. <laughs> uh, maybe they have someone... Maybe it is Joe. Yeah, I'd be alright with Joe being away from AEW TV. In the sense of he was one of the most dominant Ring of Honor champions ever. I, I'd be alright with few people. But right now, with no clear path, I think it should stay on Jericho.
2: This is all building towards the monumental Cody Rhodes return.
1: <laughs> Roads of honor, I told you.
2: Or Jonathan Gresham. Oh, uh, Gresham. <laughs> I don't know which of those is most, most, most at the moment. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that the element of Claudio having to join the JAS is an interesting wrinkle they put onto it. At least they've given this stakes beyond uh, the title match because as everyone's pointed out, Jericho has no reason to face Claudio unless Claudio had saying sacrifice in return. So I'm not super keen on the whole somebody is forced to join a faction against their will. And that's primarily because the last time I really super recall it happened, it's Jericho it was um John Cena joining the Nexus and how bad that was. So I I don't hold out much hope for it being great beyond that point. But we know that we know that Claudio is, has a good tag team partnership with Jake Hager. You know, and he likes that hat. <laughs> so so maybe maybe they'll both have hats and maybe they'll both like hats. And that'll be, that'll be the thing. But it would also add towards Willie Uters, if he, da- if he was to go into a heel turn and the whole disbanding of the Blackpool Combat Club, because the only guy that Willie Uters seems to hang out with is Claudio. And so if he's forced away from it, then... Just we look, just basically go insane based on the fact that everyone's just going, and I'm crazy about it now. But I, I think there's still a lot to be gained from not so much Jericho star power for a burgeoning Ring of Honor television show or streaming service because I think that's would be important. But the whole him taking on all of Ring of Honor, there's still a lot of um, still a lot of wax left in that candle. And so I think that you don't want to just end it pretty much the way that this whole run started, which was him beating Claudio on that episode of Dynamite. And I think the match would be great because they their match on Dynamite, where the title changed hands, was probably on a really stacked card because that was Grand Slam, right? Uh, yeah, it was Grand Slam where he won the uh, title. So that was a super stacked card and it was the best match, at least in my opinion, on that card. So I have no doubt they can... Uh, conjure up that same magic again for the rematch. I just think, yeah, it doesn't have the same sting behind it because it feels like a retread, whereas you could have done something a bit different with Jericho. Absolutely, the Daniel Garcia thing would have made a lot of sense. I, I, I was still into the idea of Daniel Garcia realigning himself with Jericho because I thought it was an interesting wrinkle, but the follow-up to that has been poor. So in hindsight, it would have been better to continue the momentum of Daniel Garcia as the babyface and the wrestler Daniel Garcia Beating Jericho for the title would be a much more interesting story going into this show, but yeah, the main event should still, at least by um, the initial five that have been announced, it seems like be the best match on the card. I will agree uh, by saying that I think Jericho is going to retain the championship, and but yeah, it's at least that there's still an element of unpredictability, unpredictability about it, so. So yeah, it's it's still something that I'm looking forward to, even though it could have been better.
1: Yeah. Like, I know that Tony is a bit burned out on what's about to happen on Saturday. I actually think it's kind of nice. I'm looking forward to the early Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I'm looking forward to NXT. I'm always in favor of shows with stakes happening, and I think it'll be entertaining, and I'm looking forward to what Ring of Honor will do in the future because hopefully, 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 Tony Khan says, and Ring of Honor in 2023 is headed to insert network here.
0: That's the last prediction that I'm thinking is, do you think we're going to get any kind of announcement by the end of this pay-per-view of a TV deal?
1: I think for a fact we are.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd say now is the time to do it because if you don't do it now, then I don't know when you're going to be able to do. It. If you do, if you don't do it now, you basically said that okay, I've had this thing for a year. I don't know how to get rid of it, or no I don't know how to. <laughs> don't know how to put it up to for a national TV show. So nobody wants it. It's like, what have I done? Mm-hmm. And just runs out with like just money falling out of his pockets. He's gonna have to join a JBL's poker tournament, to get some of the money back. It's gonna be. <laughs> That's, I, probably, that, that's, that, that's the only really
1: way, that's way to it. debut uh, Tony Khan on WWE TV
0: I don't think that we are Going to get a TV announcement
1: Oh well, you're a cynic
0: what can I say? <laughs> Yeah, Because I, I honestly think that with the HBO Max, Warner Discovery Plus blah 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 blah, blah ki- Kind of things I think that they are not In a spending mentality Right now and that that's Really the only place that it could go It's It's got to be either that Or YouTube I don't think we're going to get like an extra show on TBS or TNT. And then, you know, since those companies are factored in as well, putting a show on network television or even cable or anything, isn't something that just happens on a whim. Like you can start just doing this on YouTube tomorrow. And if he decides to do it, he puts it up there just the same as AEW dark and they just move on with whatever production costs that they do. And that's fairly really fine. But uh, I think that HBO Max and all that, they also need to incorporate some sort of live format, and they don't necessarily have that up yet. If they're still debating if they're just going to call the company Max, like the streaming services is going to be called Max. So I think we're a little bit away from that. I don't think that they want to necessarily put ROH as like a pre-taped show on something like Max and then just do the pay-per-views on Bleacher Report Live and and so on. That, I think, could be changing too, I don't know. I, Despite the fact that I worked out, I don't have any inside information about that. But the- What good are you then, Tony? Not much at all. <laughs> I didn't even waste a second there, it's my <laughs> go-to answer. <laughs> Um, but I think that they are going to basically sort of treat it as, well, this was a great show and we're hoping that in 2023, we can figure it out what we're going to do.
1: No, they're, they're announcing it. So I'll say Tony, during the pre-show media scrum, somebody asked and he said, I'll be more happy to talk about it on Saturday. So they're going to announce something. I'll say this, maybe it doesn't have to go to TV right away. Remember, AEW wasn't on TV right away. It was on Bleacher Report Live with the story building stuff on the weekly Being the Elite. com was recently relaunched. And it's got a whole... It's got all of the events that they recently held. Maybe they're looking at an in-house streaming thing for now.
0: Hmm. WatchROH.com? Does yeah, that go anywhere right now?
1: Yeah, check it out. It I think it's loaded up today.
0: Let's see. Watch ROH.com. It's got the right graphic now. It's not the old school graphic. does seemingly have old ROH events. Including and the two
1: ones under Tony.
0: Is it a subscription thing that you have to pay for? Is that what it is? I, uh, well, I'm seeing Sign Honor, In, which I don't create an account yet.
1: They had Honor Club, but I don't think... This doesn't look like it's that. It looks like this is what they're turning that into. So think about that.
0: Do you have a, the account thing where you, it's a sign in. I never,
1: I never did have an account for hmm. uh honor club.
0: I mean, maybe that is their plan. Maybe they just like, look, nobody wants to buy it. So we'll just produce it on our own and hopefully get some subscriptions and all. But uh, Either I, way,
1: I think we're getting a weekly show. At the start of
0: 2023, I'll go so far as to say, as far as my prediction went, we're not going to get an information, any, any information about a TV show like it's on TVS, TNT, any along those lines. Nor are we going to get some; it's streaming on Max, and it's going to be weekly, that kind of thing. If it's this our watch RH thing, that could make some sense to me. If it's not that, I don't think we're getting any announcement and um i mean that's I we'll that's final battle right now as i said before we are going to get some more matches probably announced on dynamite tonight in a few hours and they might still even announce more on rampage they have a tendency to do that sometimes where you know they don't give everything text caliber ahead of time but he'll probably take a deep deep breath and be like all right everyone, all right final battle is happening in this is a pay-per-view match it's in this is one, this one this one this one this one for like 10 minutes but he this should rib Rick Abani and try to make him do it. <laughs> see if uh, they got like a stopwatch between the two of them. and You can read yeah. it. To pass. Um, so again, if they do announce anything different, we will address that on the hot tags and give you some updates on that. And some updated predictions in case they do change anything that's already announced. Like they, you know, Oh, this match is now due to DQ or somebody has been replaced because they're injured or whatever they might do. I don't know. Maybe they even just incorporate some other story elements like, now claudio says that if i do win then jericho has to clean my gutters <laughs> i don't know <laughs> paint my fence. also
1: i just signed up they're asking you for 9.99 a month for honor club okay it sounds like
0: that's it all right so i won't be doing that necessarily but um
1: i i am shocked
0: yeah you are shook if i know and uh as we Still don't know 100% for sure what we're doing with the post shows. My current idea is I think that this is probably going to end before NXT fully starts. Most likely, if this is a pre-show at 3, the main show at 4, it's not going to be a 4-hour event from 4 to 8. It shouldn't be, I should say, at the very least. There's no way that this should be a 5-hour show. But I think it's going to end by 7. 7. And that from 7 to 8, mostly say 7 to 7.30, the kickoff of NXT deadline, we'll probably be able to get our post-show in between there. So that's the current game plan. And for anybody who's interested in checking out what that's uh, going to be, make sure that you are subscribed to this YouTube channel and ring that little notification bell as well because that way you get those email alerts when the video goes up and we are live for it. But also pay attention to facebook.com slash group slash TheMegaManiacs because that has the post information about like the live discussion thread. And then I'll post the link there as well. Basically, if you don't know how this works, let me know. Send me a message. Drop a comment. I'll give you more information. But you probably should know by now how this does uh, play out. And um, we hope to see you there. In the meantime, as well, you can click on a whole bunch of other things. Go to smartoutmoment.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Moment. Go over to fanboysanonymous.com for everything that's happening over there. And go to amangotree.com and anthonymango.com. They both end up in the same space where you can see a link list of everything that's going on, including my personal accounts at Tony Mango. So be sure to check out all that stuff and check out what these guys are up to as well.
1: Yeah, you can follow me everywhere at DudeFelice. Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Um, at some point, maybe I'll still make a mastodon. I still have the app on my phone for some reason. So, you know, just keep following DudeFelice everywhere. Eventually, DudeFelice.com. Eventually, maybe I just bring back some other stuff because I'm just bored, quite frankly. But follow me everywhere. Zone, uh, Fightful, Inside the Ropes. That's all my writing. You can check out my link tree it's in the bio of all my social medias and yeah i now turn you over to Calum.
2: so you can find me on twitter at weekmaster14 on smarkamoma.com you can check out the power rankings which is my week-to-week contribution to the website where i rank the wwe superstars from 10 to 1 and and yeah put in a few honorable mentions. You can check out the league table that I've been building up all year, see who has been appearing on it the most. And if you are more interested in tables, then you should also be checking out the fantasy league where you can see the spreadsheet with all the points that every superstar that we drafted way, way back in April or May, one of those two months, uh, they've been picking up the points every single week. See who's top of the standings to me. Spoiler. Uh, and, and, uh, <laughs> And uh, yes, yeah, follow all that stuff on uh, smarkoutmoment.com or you can check out the Fantasy League directly at www.fantasyleague.com.
0: And remember everybody to vote on that fan feedback survey to tell us more information about what you like and what you don't like from Smarkout Moment because I like improving and I'm sure that you want us to as well. And uh, hit that like button if you enjoyed this. And stay tuned for more. But for now, this has been another Smark Out Moment and we are being counted out.